0: Hello, I'm Emma-Louise Coffey and you're welcome to the Dairy Edge, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. Following on from our interview with Martina Gormley into the labour insights from six dairy farms, we decided to catch up with farmer Jeremiah Daly on this week's episode to hear about the typical hours worked per week on his farm. Jeremiah has spent 24 hours per week on the farm across the spring and summer months with an additional 20 hours of family labour to manage their 60-cow dairy herd plus young stock while also working a full-time job off-farm.
1: Our farm is situated in um, East Kerry. We're uh, farming 19 hectares, just over 19 hectares. Uh, Two-thirds of the farm would be light it would be quite steep. And there would be another third of the farm, with clay loam, which uh, would need a lot of management in difficult conditions. Uh, it's a family farm. So uh, there is my wife and I and four children ranging in ages from 20 to 13. So... Uh, everybody does their part.
0: And looking at the labour focus uh, updates every week, um, it's clear that you're a once-a-day farm. Were you always once a day, Jeremiah, or did you make a switch from twice a day to once a day at some stage?
1: Yeah, we, we were milking twice a day up to two thousand and sixteen. Uh, I work off farm, uh, so we found ourselves with a young family, uh, and I working long, long hours. Uh, it wasn't. It, it it was difficult, and it was getting stressful uh, to a point. So we we decided at that stage that we would um, uh, t- try once a day because we always did it on the autumn. We'd always go once a day in the autumn, maybe from September on. And uh, it it really made the management quite easy. So uh, we bit the, the, the bullet and we started uh, in the spring of 2016. And um, we've never looked back since.
0: And looking at the practicalities of once a day, Jeremiah, you know, a lot of people talk about some of the, I suppose, the barriers. And one thing is that there is a high replacement rate in the early years. Were there any factors that made cows unsuitable for once a day in your herd?
1: Yeah. um, For, on hindsight, if we were to go once a day again, uh, we our breeding need, should be focused for that f- uh, two to three years at least previous, but it didn't happen in our case. So we had some we had some cows that uh, would probably be British Frisian by nature that would get, give high volumes of milk in the early season, but uh, uh, that would go slack quite early, maybe in August. So they weren't really suitable because uh, we had very little milk. Out of them cows uh, in the autumn, so that was that that was our biggest challenge uh, was 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 changing the head where we get a more flat lactation curve. Um So no, it wasn't all a loss because those cows that that uh, were were putting their energy into body condition uh, make good money in in the mat. So. Um, we just had to be, we, we, we had two options. Uh, we could have bred from within or we could have some, sourced some higher genetic stock, which we did. We, we looked and we would never have made the gains with our own head. So, so we sourced some high genetic stock at that stage.
0: And looking to once a day as a practice, is that something that you're going to stay with, Jeremiah? Or do you see yourselves ever reverting back to twice a day?
1: no Emily it's, we would have zero intention of uh, of going back to twice a day uh, the, we're after three this is our fourth year in one city uh, after year three we had uh, replicated the same kilos of solids as we had done in twice a day three years previous so now we have uh, the same turnover probably keeping more uh, profit in our pocket and um, uh, so no we, 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 we're we're quite content uh, my work has evolved uh, around the farming milking once a day so it, it, we would have we would really consider some other option uh before we go back to day
0: and looking then to the overall labor labor picture from your farm and you know we see your weekly updates coming in each week um you know what practices do you see that work on farm that you would deem as labor efficient
1: yeah, we we the fact that time is limited in our case, uh, anything we do has to, has, to, has to have it has to be as efficient as we possibly can make it. Be that that can be varying throughout the year, from the springtime to right into the summer. So in the in the springtime um, uh, calving, we, we we calve the majority of our cows in in eighty-five to ninety percent in six weeks. So. That is the first. That's the first uh, thing that we find is 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 probably setting the farm up for the year. Um. So we we uh, we also find that uh, when does the number of people involved in managing a farm? And and this is uh, typical in most farms you now, where there's labourers being brought in to do different things. We have a simple plan. We have a board in the dairy. Everything that needs to be done on a daily basis is up on the board. So uh, we, we, do, we don't like stress. We certainly don't like stress here. So we find the only way to counter stress is to have a plan. So everybody knows what their role is. And if labor has to be brought in, uh, it's quite simple. Uh, the jobs that need to be done are, are on, the, on the whiteboard in the dairy. So everybody knows the, their position.
0: And looking then to some investments that we could see you made throughout the year. Back in March, you installed a tunnel on the farm. Talk through the reason behind that.
1: Yes, uh, there would be some, have, there would have been some of these put in in the past locally. Uh, so we always were of the mindset that they were quite expensive. Now, on 19 hectares, there is two thirds of it uh, across a busy road. So, we We were managing because we had we had uh help in the yard, but now that the the young lads are going off to college and that we didn't have the help so we had to uh we had to look at options uh and there was another side to it. we had a few close uh, calls in terms of accidents on the road where people just are so busy going about their daily chores that they don't want to be seem to be held up at any point so so we we Went along and we priced uh, a contractor to do the job, and it was still quite expensive. So we got a second quote, and uh, that wasn't as expensive. So uh, we we looked at our budget, and um, because in our situation we have uh, children going to college, so there are other calls for money, but this was a very feasible project. So we are disappointed that we shouldn't have that we didn't price this. Uh, years ago, uh, so now that the tunnel has been put in, uh, the farmer's running is one. Uh, one person can manage quite easily, whereas previous to this we had two people on the road, sometimes three, to get the cows across. Uh, so it, it it has really made life simple uh, here.
0: Jeremiah, a lot of people would attribute reductions in labour um, to investments in technology and the use of technology to reduce labour. Do you see this as the biggest factor or are there other things that we're doing on farms that can lead to a reduction in the hours worked? Technologies uh,
1: are, are a critical part of, of uh, our farms running uh, smoothly and efficiently. Um we all need to invest, uh, be it in the milking parlour, be it in calving facilities, be it whatever. But, but we need technology. Is, is 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 here. It's here to stay. So uh, it's a, it's definitely a, for calculating uh, and measuring uh, the different hours we spend in in, in different jobs. Uh, it is definitely uh, going to uh, make everybody's job easier as we go on. Grass measurement is, is, is probably the single most important job that we do here. We, in the busy time, we're on the peak growth, we measure every four or five days. Um, it, it, it's just like any business, we need to know what we have in store. So in, in our case, grass is our food for, for, for producing our milk. So we need to know that we have an efficient amount of it and a good quality on the farm at all times. So we measure... Um, roughly takes uh, three quarters of an hour and um, I have my app on my phone as I'm walking my, my, my farm I will uh, input uh, the different covers in the different fields uh, and then I can make a decision if I have surplus grass I take it out immediately if we think that we're going to be slightly tight for grass uh we will we will approach it in two ways we'll either uh, up the meal, if 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 needs be, or we'll include some some high quality silage. So uh, grass measuring, the other side of grass measuring is it it pinpoints different parts of the farm that aren't uh, growing uh, the same as as the other. So if they're not, we want to know why. So uh, we size sample, uh, and uh, so we we and we put in different grass varieties. So um, it singularly uh, has turned our farm around,
0: and you've pinpointed a few key things there in terms of grassland management, Jeremiah. Looking at grass measurement, and you're know, doing it very frequently during uh, peak growth. You're also looking then at the, I suppose the the overall picture as a result of grass measurement, identifying poor um, poor growing paddocks, soil fertility um, of those paddocks, and also looking into receding. How long are you grass measuring, Jeremiah?
1: We're grass-measuring here in since 2014, um, I suppose, being honest, initially we, we dabbled with it. We did it, we, we didn't do it for a while, we came back at it again, but we realised quickly that it was uh, giving us a clear picture of what was happening on the farm. So we started in 14, growing probably somewhere between 10 and 11 ton. Um, and we have been building that steadily through soil fertility to better management. So now we're growing on average uh, 15, 15 ton plus for the last few years. Uh, so that's our father. That's what's feeding our cows and it's the cheapest father available. So uh, we, we will give that priority uh, every week.
0: And then looking to the overall picture of hours, Jeremiah, um, you've completed the the weekly analysis of the hours input on the farm. And what we can see from that is over the last six months, on average, you have worked 24 hours per week on the farm and there's an additional 20 hours in family labour input on the farm, which gives a total of 44 hours. And that's for 60 cows and replacement stock. Is 44 hours per week a figure you're happy with? And do you think there's room for improvement or, you know, reducing hours worked on the farm?
1: There is always r- uh, room for, for to reduce uh, our spent. Um, the biggest uh, aid that we would have in keeping our hours uh, where they are is we use contractor a lot. We'll use a contractor for slurry, we'll use a contractor for silage. And... Um, the the important thing that most people don't understand about a contractor is he has his up-to-date, top-of-the-range facilities. Uh, You always have the, you you, you can call on him at any time. And we would normally run maybe two contractors together because sometimes when they're very busy, they may not be able to come to who knew who knew. And so we find that by giving them, we give them all some work so you you rarely find yourself uh, without someone being there to, to help you when you need it so uh, we the fact that we 're milking once a day first of all that's that 's probably the biggest labor saver. now we spend we 'll probably spend two hours uh, milking uh, every morning uh, so after that, we do a bit of fertilizer and we we we're big into stock and and, and uh, looking after the stock. So, definitely, we can reduce that a little bit more. Um, But for now, uh, we're, we're quite happy with these hours
0: you mentioned the contractor Jeremiah and there is a perception with a 60 cow herd um, you know sometimes that you need to do it all yourselves and you mentioned the contractor is doing um, slurry and silage and I I guess that's a really good point you make that they have the most up-to-date kit and their machinery um, you know can get the job done a lot faster than maybe you can do it yourself and I suppose the, the best example of that would be the spring slurry while you might spend two or three days getting slurry out between other jobs they might actually do it in half a day. But looking at the 60 cow herd and, you know, you're at 24 hours, there's another 20 hours in terms of family labour. Can you afford to pay that 20 hours of, say, relief or family labour on a 60 cow farm?
1: Yeah, the 60 cow farm, actually, the, the, the perception is that 60 cows is probably... Uh, not big enough to make ends meet uh, in this present time. But unusually, if, if if you look into there was a national survey done last year, right across the country, and uh, 14.6% of the farms are under 40 cows. 60, uh, 25% are under 60 cows. Now they're only supplying just shot of 20% of the meat, but it's still it's still filling a lot of communities. So that's just on the side of the, of the, of the, of the, of the, the 60 cowman. man So there's a lot of us around. Okay, we're sending 20% of the milk. But uh, so we get the, the, the good thing about the contractor is he'll come in, he'll do the job. You'll pay him. It's, it's, it's tax relief. You spend four hours up in a tractor yourself for four days up in a tractor. You get nothing for your time. So I think people undervalue themselves in their own time a little bit. So, the other side of it is, um, uh, 60 cows can leave quite a good scale, um, provided that it's managed properly. So, uh, and by that I mean uh, keeping costs down and producing as much milk as I possibly can from grass. Uh, So, we're we're actually, we we, we find that I work full-time, yet the milk checks still pay for most of the bills. So it's an interesting concept.
0: And, and and talk through that and and looking into performance and, you know, the expected profitability that you can get from your farm. Like you mentioned, you're growing 14, 15 tons of grass on an annual basis. You also mentioned that in year three of once a day, you were on par with the performance previously at twice a day. Talk us through the performance of your herd and, you know, the expected profitability, maybe per cow or per hectare from your um, 60 cow farm.
1: Right, so last year we um, we milked on average 60 cows. We sold to the Co-op uh, just shaft of 372 kilos of solids per cow. Uh, so that's, now we were coming from a low base initially, so anybody that would go once a day, they, they they will find themselves uh, somewhere between 20 and 25 percent back on production than they would have been on a choice that would be good management uh, good good grassland practices. So another interesting concept here is we we do uh, profit monitor we fill a profit monitor every year we have been doing this for years and uh, the good thing about a profit monitor it gives you uh, it gives you a set of figures that you can compare with. with with your own previously, or you can can compare them with other farmers uh, that will be doing uh, similar practices to you. So last year there was, in our local discussion group, there was four farmers on one a day and the others were twice a day and uh, all very efficient farms. Yet there was just €100 per hectare of a difference between the once a day farm and the twice a day farms.
0: Looking then to somebody who's starting out in dairy... Or a farmer who is listening today who is working long hours, what is your advice for them? First of all, they need to uh,
1: take a stand and look to see, they need to, as we did, they should measure their hours that they have put into different jobs on the farm. Uh, this is for the people that would be already uh, daring and would find themselves just being burnt out really and not enjoying it. This is back again to our enjoyment, getting enjoyment out of the job. So if they just look at the different um, times that it's taken them to do different jobs, and bring that to their local advisor, bring it to someone if they if they're joining a discussion group, if 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 anywhere that they see somebody that's doing jobs maybe and they think that they're they're doing them much quicker than they are, just um, chat with them and and see where they can maybe uh, change a few little things at the time. Don't change everything together. Change a few things at the time, and they will realise. That every time you go and meet someone, you you'll always learn something. So for the new guys starting out in dairy, uh, definitely uh, it, 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 it's 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 a profitable enterprise. They need to have uh they need to have some they need to have a plan of where they want to be in one year's time, two years time, five years time. Um, now we have an old saying here. My father, Lot He said you should put your plans in sand and put your goals in stone. And the reason being, you can't change your goals, but you can change your plans to achieve your goal. So definitely, it, 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 it's a, a, a really enjoyable lifestyle. Um, but like I they need to have a plan. They need to have a budget. So by having the plan, it'll remove any stress and it'll create a, a simple path for them.
0: I think, Jeremiah, we've gotten a, a nice picture of your farm system. Um, I think you've highlighted the important thing for ye as a family, and that's an enjoyable workplace. And you know, in a in an environment where you know some people are facing into a situation where there aren't um necessarily successors on their farms. This is a farm that's demonstrating that all of the children are actively involved in the farm and they want to be involved in the farm. And, you know, maybe because it's a labour efficient place to work. And I also think some of the key practices that you view as labour efficient, things like your six week calving rate, uh, growing a lot of grass and converting it to milk, you know, these are all Uh, key indicators of profit and it's probably reflective of what you're saying in your discussion group. You know you and the once a day farmers are on par with the guys milking twice a day. It's great to catch up Jeremiah. Thank you. Thank
1: you very much Emma. Thank you.
0: That's it for this week's episode of the Dairy Edge podcast and my thanks to Jeremiah Daly for joining me on this week's show. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. You can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify. And for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Emma-Louise Coffey, and join me next time for your Dairy Edge.